You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Good morning, everybody, on this beautiful Thursday, March 25th. We're so glad you've taken time out of your busy day to join us here on Morning Breath. We take a chapter of the Bible, read it, spend some time in the Word, do a morning devotion, and then we come down to the studio here at the Merritt Island campus of East Coast Christian Center, read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. My co-host, my co-host today is Pastor David Gammon. How you doing, Pastor David? I'm doing great. I am doing great. Yeah. We're super excited to be here. Yeah, me we, too. We got a lot of cool stuff going on. We got a great chapter going on, too. Today's program is incredible. Yeah, it should be great. We also want to welcome back Nick. Yeah. Nick, welcome back for your honeymoon, from, your, from your marriage. Yeah. How long have you been married? Uh, which is three weeks, maybe. Not possible. Three weeks. What yeah. day did you get married? March 5th. It's only the... Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Well, it's the 25th. short one day. Yeah, oh. Yeah, almost three weeks. Dang it. Three weeks was close. I'll have to go up. It was a lot closer time. than what I thought. It's three weeks in China. Right now. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The other yeah. side of the dateline. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Good job. Tell her you were thinking in Chinese. Yes, I was. Yeah. I'm all, I always am. Are you? Yeah. I, I love Chinese food, so yes, I am always. Do you thinking. love Chinese food? I'm obsessed yeah. with it. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. It is delicious. Mm-hmm. It is. It where, is. where do you buy delicious Chinese food? Just, well, to, just as a side note, this is our, we don't always do a restaurant critic guide, but where do you actually buy good Chinese food? Well, it's actually Thai specifically. Now we're Thai talking food good specifically, food. Yeah. Um, but like Wabi Sabi, Pacific Rim. Okay. Yeah. That's Thai food. Yeah. And Chinese food. Yeah. Chinese food is the stuff they sell in the in little, little stores, little yeah, stores yeah. in the mall. <laughs> yeah. And it all tastes the same, looks the same, smells the same. Yeah. And is just as bad as all the other. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's kind of like to not eat. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. Hey, go on, David. All right. Well, I said we want you guys to get plugged in. Uh, the cold gist of it is we read the chapter the night before. We read it again here yeah, yeah. in our Merritt Island location, and we um, we talk about what God's breathed on us. And a way you can find out the chapters we've gone into, the chapter we're in, and the chapter we're going into, just get our app. Go to wherever you get mobile your mobile apps and, and put in East Coast Christian Center. Get the app. It'll be able to tell you everything you need for Morning Breath. Go to our website also, eccc.us. You'll be able to find out. You want to scroll down or, or go to the, the, you know, however means you go to, to the website. You'll see the Morning Breath tab. Click on that and it'll take care of you. But also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We love to put content out that's just uplifting and it, you know, glorifies the name of Jesus and encourages you, puts a smile on your face, and you'll be able to pretty much get a hold of everything that's East Coast Christian Center and our culture and our community and, and just to help you on your next steps with Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so much so much good stuff out there to help you get into the word today. Um, I, I mean, I use you, you version for morning breath. Do you use it? Yes, all? absolutely. When I, when I sit down, I always have a bowl of cereal, mm-hmm. but I have gourmet cereal, Cheerios, raisins, Cheerios. walnuts, <laughs> mm-hmm. blueberries. Yeah. I throw all that, man. I got about as much as that other stuff as Cheerios. Well, while I'm eating it, I put on YouTube, uh, you version and just mm-hmm. listen to the chapter and I'll listen to maybe three or four translations. And uh, it's just a great way to eat breakfast, listen to the Word, and 
hear what it's got to say and hear it in different translations, it's a blessing. It is. It really is. I love it. And I love that how, like, for those of us with Instagram, how we have our stories and stuff like that, version has stories as well that have been pretty solid. Um, I've really been enjoying them. They're like a devotion, but in that story format, and I've really been enjoying those as well. Yeah, I heard a lot about those. I haven't actually listened to one yet. I don't even know them. How do you do that? Um, it's got like a little circle at the top, and you just kind of click on it. It'll say start the story, and just click on that. It'll kind of take you through. Every time you're done with the page, you just tap your screen, and it'll take you to the next page. And it's So you could listen to stories all day? Um, yeah, but like hear how it says. And if you guys can't see, I just pulled up the Uversion app, and it says, you know, open story. So I'll just push on that. And then, you know, as I read that part of the Devo, I'll hit, you know, go to the next one. And you have these little bar indicators on the top yeah, telling you how wh- far, how far you are. It's like a progression. And then uh. a little video teaching. And then I'll ask you little questions of how you apply or what, you know. It, it all is like part of just the morning Devo. It usually takes about five minutes to go through. Uh. And, and it's usually pretty good. So you're trying to replace morning breath? Is that what you're trying no, to do? No, not at all. It's just definitely, you know, like today we're going Nick, to... Nick, <laughs> would you come over here and sit in his seat and he, he can run the board? I'm done with I don't that. know if I can run the board. I'm done with <laughs> Good even... point. Good point. Well, never mind. Stay over there, Nick. Right. We got to... But like Hebrews 1 today, and this is one of the things that kind of jumped out at me, not to like start talking about it well, before we talk about right. it, is like there's a lot behind the book of Hebrews that like... Any way you can dig in and find out what the author of Scripture is talking about and any reliable resource yeah. um, can help you out. So Yeah, definitely is. There's, there is a lot going on there. Well, uh, did you tell them how to get involved? I did get involved. We just got that blood drive, and gotcha. then we got the uh, Easter weekend. Oh, what, when's the blood drive? March 29th. It's like 9 a.m. to 11, I believe. It might be 9 a.m. to noon, and you do need to make an appointment. So give us a call at the mm-hmm. office, and we'll get you signed up. You can even call the Big Red Bus yourself and and set up your appointment. Bill, be in the parking lot, the church parking lot, the 680 North Courtney parking lot. I mean, how can you miss it? It's a Big Red Bus. It'll be sitting there pretty easy to see. And then Easter weekend services, April 3rd and 4th. Come on. It's going to be incredible. It's coming on. Easter's coming on. It's going to be incredible. I heard something. So I don't know if you guys heard this, but uh, an appeal of a pastor in California, who uh, they they shut their church down, you know, last year right before Easter, and they have not opened yet. They can't open, and they won't allow them to meet with over sixty people outside. This is a three thousand seat uh, auditorium. This is a powerful uh, church that's doing great things and has mm-hmm. in the community. And the guy's been there for forty five years, mm-hmm. and he appealed to the governor. To open the churches on uh, by Easter, it was such. It was. I mean, I cried mm. listening to to what he had to say. It is heartbreaking to think there are still churches out there today that have not been open since last Easter. We live in a in a state where there hasn't been a strict, you know, cracking down and all that stuff going on. And you know, this guy said, "Look, we ha- we haven't had one person die in our church." Mm-hmm. We've only had 20 cases of COVID out of out of about 7,000 people that go here. Um, you know, it's just an amazing appeal. If you get a chance to watch it, it's it's. I'll tell you what, it makes you want to just call the guy up and say, "Man, I'm with you." Amen. You know, we're on your side. Somebody, please listen. Amen. To uh, to the need that's out there, people don't think church is essential. 
they're out of their mind. So we watched this show, Nancy and I, uh, called Alone, and the whole concept is these people get dropped off in a, a, you know, a remote island, and they've got to live. Yeah. All right, and you know, it, to tell me that community is not important is absurd. It's asinine, and it's it's uh, just something I, I I won't entertain. My the scriptures tell me clearly that we need to be in community. And um, I believe now more than ever, you know, we need to be speaking our biblical convictions that the era of the church being silent, being afraid to offend people Ooh. or being afraid to uh, not be the cool kid in the, in the room or, or whatever that looks like for you. Those days have got to be done because that right bus now has left. it has to because the science isn't really there for some things that we need to be like, hey, for for the actions that are being taken, uh, the the country just shouldn't be shut down. No. I just it just shouldn't be. And well, but, now we're starting to get controversial. Yeah. <laughs> is that all we do? Me and you on Thursday? I, I just you put. I two, couldn't agree more. You put two fighters in the room and you're gonna get a fight. I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't agree more. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get into let's Hebrews do it. chapter let's do one. It. It's a great chapter. It's not long. It's only 14 mm. verses, but it is power-packed. I'm going to read New King James. How about you? NLT. NLT. So how do you split 14? Um, Seven, huh? Yep. Good. Uh, that was a test. You didn't was. do that. You didn't do that good on it, by the way. So I'm going to read the first seven, and you're going to read the second seven. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Pastor Dan, I say to you, read, sir. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets— has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world, who being the brightness of his glory and the expressed image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. For to which of the angels did he ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. But when he again brings the firstborn into the world, he says, Let all the angels of God worship him. And of the angels, he says, Who makes his angels spirits, excuse me, who makes his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. But to the Son, he says, Your throne, O God, endures forever and ever. You rule with the scepter of justice. You love justice and hate evil. Therefore, O God, your God has anointed you, pouring out the oil of joy on you more than anyone else. He also says to the Son, In the beginning, Lord, you laid the foundations of the earth and made the heavens with your hands. They will perish but you remain forever. They will wear out like old clothing. You will fold them up like a cloak and discard them like old clothing. But you are always the same. You will live forever. And God never said to any of the angels, sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies, making them a footstool under your feet. Therefore, angels are only servants, spirits sent to care for people who will inherit salvation. Amen. Wow. Um, background for Hebrews. Here's here's a book written to the to the Hebrew, the Jew. Uh, Hebrew is is not just a person; it's a nation. So the Hebrews, that's the Jewish nation. A Hebrew is a Jewish man or woman. 
Jewish child. One of the complications that was going on during the time that this book was written was the temple was still in existence. Mm-hmm. They still had priests and high priests, and they were making sacrifices, and all of it was still going on just like it was when Jesus came. We knew that Jesus would go and stand in the, at, at, you know, in the porch of the temple and preach, and he went through the temple and turned over the tables of the money changers. And, and so we're talking about a group of people who are being persecuted because they've changed their mind. Recently, I believe last week, David, mm-hmm. you and I talked during the break about how much it costs maybe a young Muslim boy yes, yes. or girl in a family to come out and say, look, I'm, I'm a Christian now. You know, there are threats of, you know, disownment, threats of you get no inheritance, threats of you can't live here anymore, uh, we don't want you as part of our family. It is a big deal, and we can understand that today, when, when a Muslim uh, says to their family members, I've become a Christian. Mm-hmm. This is every bit as radical, and maybe more so in some respects, uh, when, a, when, a, when a Jewish man, woman, child would say, I'm going to follow Jesus. And not only were they going to say, I'm going to follow Jesus, but they were going to follow Jesus not in the secular world we live in today, where there's no temple, there's no, you know, sacrifices, no high priest, same situation that we're dealing with there. Here we're in, when this book was written, it was mano y mano kind of, you know, the religion that God established and the Messiah that, that God sent and who was right. And because of the persecution, who, who, was, who was Paul persecuted by the most? The, the, I'd say the religious people yeah, of the Jews. The Jews, yeah, yeah. And we're not saying this to make anybody mad at Jews. I mean, I put, I, my sin put Jesus on the cross. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jews didn't do it. The Romans didn't do it. I did it. I'm, I'm the one who's guilty of putting Jesus on the cross. So please don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to spark or build up any, you know, anti-Semitism or anything like that in any way, shape, or form. But what I am saying here is that this was a tough time. They were being persecuted. And the temptation to look back at, wow, wasn't it easier when I just you know, live with my family and we were all Jewish and we all did our Jewish thing and we had Sabbath on Saturday night and everything was easy. And so this book is written in many ways to those people. Now we can get so much out of it. And what I love about this book is I call this book the book of better things Mm. because it just keeps making the point more and more that Jesus is better. In fact, the word perfect in its original form, it's only used four or five times and it's 
in the English form, but in its perfect, in the, in the original translation, the word perfect is used 14 times. The word better is used 13 times in the book of Hebrews. And so again and again, this book is saying, there's nobody like Jesus. And it goes right into one of the first things he begins to talk about is Jesus is better than angels. Mm. He's, you know, the, and, and it goes through quite a bit on that. And uh, we can go anywhere you want from there, but I just thought a little background on the book might help. I love that he says in the opening line uh, in NLT, it's like, long ago God spoke many times in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. And he's opening up right there. Normally, you would see if this was Paul writing, he would say, I, Paul, an apostle, through grace of Jesus Christ, or I, Paul, Silas, and Timothy, write this with our own hand, da 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 And he would validate on some level himself and any co-author that he has. Not in this case. He comes right out the gate. The author is long ago. God spoke many times in many ways to, to our ancestors through the prophets. And now in these final days, he has spoken to us to his son. He's letting them know that there is a change, that there is a change that has happened, and that what used to be the way is now changed. Now that way is Jesus Christ. And I believe here he is trying to clarify and get to the root of, hey, just like when we would see um, John the Baptist talking and he would say in Matthew 3, he'd be like, oh, you guys are proud about being from Abraham? He's like, God can raise up descendants from Abraham from these stones. Trust me, one with an ax is coming, all right? And he's going for the root. So don't be proud that you're descendants of Abraham. And, and this author is saying, hey, listen, and he's saying it from a much more kinder perspective. He's like, God did talk to us. We are God's people. But it used to come through this way, but now he has come. His son is here. Like the one we've been believing for is here. And that's why he says, you know, everything is through the son. He has spoken to us through his son. And we have to do that. We have to understand that Jesus has come. And however you communicate with God, you have to understand you might have to do a change. If you're one of these people, I'm talking to a specific group of people, maybe not everybody with a broad brush right now. You're one of these people like just, you don't go to church that much. You know God is good. You know Jesus is good. And I'd say you're a Christian, but really you communicate with God by maybe while you're out fishing, you might say a little prayer or you might be um, driving down the road and say a little prayer. Um, there might be, this might be time for a change in the way you communicate um, in this season of life. It's probably time you come back to church. It's probably time that you open the Bible for yourself. If you call it the good book, you probably want to start calling it the Word of God in the Bible. I'm not being religious. I'm just saying, hey, listen, you want to go before a holy God, giving him everything that you could give him. And maybe how you used to connect in needs to have a change. And you need to look towards the Son. You need to look towards Jesus and really press into what he has for you. You know, if we're speaking of things like, oh, you know, that in, in the good book, the big guy upstairs. You know, that's another statement out there that actually just almost makes me feel like, you have no idea mm-hmm. who the big guy upstairs. And I'm not here to judge you. Amen. Yeah. But he's got a name. It, it's, you know, he's, and it isn't big guy, um, though he is a big guy. Um, the other thing I'd just ask you, Pastor David, mm. do you have any idea who wrote the book? I, I personally don't know, but most people I respect say Paul. Now, one of the reasons I think it's Paul is actually because he doesn't say who it is in Mm -hmm. the beginning. And 
you know, he just starts, like you said, he just whams out there with God who at various times and in various ways spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets. We know who wrote it was Jewish mm-hmm. because he has way too much Jewish smarts, yeah. education to be anything other than a Jew of Jews. Well, Paul qualified for that. And I think one of the reasons why Paul wouldn't say, hey, this is I, Paul, talking to you Jewish people, is because Jewish people hated Paul. Mm -hmm. And if he would have started this book that way, they wouldn't have read it. Wow, I never thought of that. They wouldn't even have looked at it. They would have went, heretic. And instead of listening to the logic and the wisdom and the Old Testament scripture, I mean, in this first chapter alone, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, six sections pulled out of at least six. I might have missed one. Pulled out of the Old Testament where yep. he's quoting the Old Testament to prove that Jesus is the Son of God. And so whoever wrote this, and I, I lean towards Paul, but whoever wrote it was, I mean, it could have been Nicodemus. He was a smart Jewish leader, part of the Sanhedrin, all that stuff. I don't know who wrote it, but whoever wrote it had an incredible background Mm -hmm. in the Jewish culture, but also an incredible relationship with Jesus. Come on. Now, you know, there were a few people like that around back then. You know, what was that guy? uh, uh, Trying to think of that really smart guy's name from the New Testament and... The two people drew him oh, aside. Oh, Apollos. Yeah, Apollos. He, he, he was a sharp guy. He was. Maybe a guy like Apollos wrote it. Right. But that's the kind of person who wrote it. Tremendous Jewish background, but with mm. a perf- with a, really an incredible insight mm. and relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you, when you go into Hebrews, take in mind this. This is super important for chapter one, is that what the author is doing is he esta- he's establishing everybody's role. He's saying, prophets, you were important because you were pointing towards Jesus. Yeah. Jesus, you're important because you are the way, the truth, and the life. Angels, you're important. Why? Because they're sent to help minister to who? Us. The heirs of salvation, the children of God. So he's put what he's doing, he's 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 taking the silverware and putting him in the right place inside the drawer. Yeah, and he's not knocking any one uh-uh. of them. He's not saying like, Well, boy, you guys listening to prophets, you were really bad. What in the world did you do that for? No, he's showing the part each one played in the plan of God and still plays in the plan of God. Come on. He doesn't remove the prophets as not valuable anymore. Uh, he doesn't remove angels as not va- valuable anymore. In highlighting Jesus, he does not lower the value of any of these, but he raises the value of the Son, um, you know, and talks about him being the better way. It's pretty, pretty incredible section of Scripture here. We're already at break time. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a minute. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age 
or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone. So come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321-453-453. Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. Welcome back, everybody. Hit it, Pastor David. Man, looking through verse 10 in Hebrews 1 here, he starts, starts talking about how the sun made everything. In the beginning, the Lord, you laid the foundation of the earth and made the heavens with your hands. And he goes on to say that all of this will perish, but the sun will remain forever. And when we gave our heart to Jesus Christ, we became new creations, head to toe, spirit righteousness that will live forever. So I don't want to build a kingdom that is going to get folded up like an old clothing. This is what it says. They will wear out like old clothing. You will fold them up like a cloak and discard them like old clothing, but you are always the same. You will live forever. 
And you know what we take to heaven with us? We can only take one thing besides ourselves, other people, because we shared the gospel with them. Because we were able to present Jesus Christ to our community, to our family in this time. That's when, when Paul would write, redeeming these dark times, that we can shine the light and the love of Jesus Christ in these dark times and transfer people from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. And that is something that will last forever. So, so this is saying the world that we live in is going to pass away. Mm-hmm. But you know, the Bible also says there'll be a new heavens Come and on. a new earth. If Jesus could make it once, he could make it again. Come on. And when he makes it again, it will be without sin and be that perfect place we all want to live. God bless you guys. Have a great day in Jesus. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.